Alrighty. Hey there, folks. Guru and Wiz back at you. Fast, furious, and thorough analysis of uh, each and every NFL team and, and fantasy uh, expectations going into this uh, season. You know, we want to keep banging these on. Guru and Wiz are on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We're also, you can email us at guruandwiz at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to keep at it here. We are off to Las Vegas. And uh, I'd say in any ordinary year, it would be an exciting year in Las Vegas, uh, a real destination place for visiting teams to hit Vegas, hit the Strip, play a little golf out there, and, and, and go see their team uh, face, face the Raiders in Las Vegas. That stadium looks really cool. Wiz, how are you today? Doing well. Uh, yeah, you know, interesting to talk about these two teams, the uh, Raiders and the Rams, uh, during uh, these next two podcasts. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get after it. Doing well. And uh, we'll start with the quarterback situation with the Raiders here. Um, I think people have varying uh, opinions on <clears throat> Derek Carr. I think there are people who believe that he's got some electrifying players at the skill spots with him and he's going to have a career year or he's going to be much improved this year. There are people that feel they signed Mariota and Mariota is going to unseat and Carr. And then there are people who are like in between. Now, what's your, what's your view on Carr? Uh, well, so if you had asked me, do I think this is a situation that could potentially develop into the situation that Mariota was in in Tennessee where the guy came in and potentially took his job, I don't think this is the same thing. So uh, I think Mariota has, has been a big disappointment as an NFL player. So I, I don't think he's part of this uh, equation, quite frankly. Um, that's not to say that Carr has also had his issues, you know, since he – broke that leg back in, what was it, uh, I guess it was like 2015, he's really never kind of bounced back to really the hullabaloo that was around the player ba- back then. Um, you know, th- that said, you know, last year he, he did complete 70% of his passes. I think, um, I don't know, this is the second year in, in John Gruden's system. He's got a few more pieces to the puzzle this year. I- I- I'm going to say, you know what, I think Derek Carr could be a candidate for a, a quarterback that kind of surprises to the upside. I, I'm just not in the Marcus Mariota camp in terms of uh, fantasy relevance uh, when it comes to this coming season. Well, I mean, so is your view that, you know, it's one thing to say that he'll stave off Mariota for the starter. Do you have Derek Carr in the conversation as a QB1? QB1 is, is probably a little bit of a reach, but... Um, you know, I think I think he's a quarterback that's going to be ranked somewhere in that twenty to thirty range, um, and, and maybe can can sneak into a, a higher value where a, a player that you're going to be streaming, or maybe if you're one of these guys that likes to play matchups with quarterbacks. Let's say you have Carr and Roethlisberger, and you want to use them in, in matchups. Roethlisberger, a really good home quarterback, and, and maybe maybe once in a while you want to stream Carr alongside that. You know, I could I could buy that. I, I think he'll still be ranked in that 20 to 30 range. No, not a QB1. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I, I mean, uh, he doesn't do well with pressure. His footwork it gets all messed up when he, when he feels pressure. Um I mean, I could see him, you know, they have good skill players that he could get the ball to, um, and he, his numbers could be improved, but you also get the feeling like 
he could have a bad game and then Gruden could say, let's just see what we have Mariota. I mean, I'm not sure what to make of it. I, I could see um, any of the above, um, you know, him being much improved, him being benched. I could see any of it because it just seems as, uh, you know, it, it, it does not – I'm not sure about like the confidence level between quarterback and coach there, so makes very interesting situation. But let, let's get. I, I, I also more, just would, I, I would um, add I would add one other thing here. Uh, this is just not a normal season. So Mariota not being able to take the reps that normally would be taken in a new system with with a different team. It's just not. I don't know. I, I don't get the warm and fuzzies about it. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I don't disagree with that, but I'm, I'm not sure what the confidence level is with Carr. And I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Mariota is starting. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't. I think that it's not likely, but it's, it certainly would not be shocking. Um, moving on to things that seem to be a little bit more um, of a sure bet. Josh Jacobs is rock solid. Um, I think uh, he's, you know, one of these guys second year back that people are probably going to be looking to draft. Um, certainly, you know, he's RB1 top 12. I guess the question is how high? I mean, talking top seven, top five, where, where, where do you, what's your view on Jacobs? Yeah, I, I think, I think Jacobs, you know, last year didn't catch the ball as much as we'd have liked to have seen. He was playing with a, you know, banged up rib for quite a few weeks actually, uh, and, and ended up missing a few games. Uh, that being said, he still had very, very, very solid production. Um, you know, I, th- I think Jacobs is going to probably lean on, potentially lean on that top five spot. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, I think he's definitely top 10 coming into the season um, and, and could lean on that top five. I, I really do believe this player will, will make that next uh, advancement in, 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 a, in a more, um, I would say, a more energetic offense. Yeah, I like. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about Jacobs. Let's put it like that. There, there is, there is, a, there is a lot to like about that player, especially um, if they utilize him, which they didn't do last year, more in the passing game, which is um, something that I think you know they, they, that that definitely could happen this year. So there's there's, there's a lot to like about Jacobs. Um, behind him, they still have uh, Jalen Richard who is a good player in his own right. And there's some question in the manner that they're going to use Lynn Bowden uh, from Kentucky, who's a a very, very interesting player. Uh, I don't think he's really a threat to Jacobs, but he could be used in in certain ways. And um, and, uh, so any any thoughts on either of those two players, Bowden as a third-down specialist or uh, Lynn Bowden being used as well? What's any, any thoughts there at all? I mean, Richard. Richard's gonna, you know, get the maybe in a PPR league, he'll he'll catch a few balls of games, you know, that sort of a player. So not really extremely relevant from a fantasy perspective. I, I guess I'm slightly intrigued by Bowden, um, Lim Bowden Jr. because I, they've gone out of their way in interviews that I've listened to with both Mayock and Gruden um, to really establish that this player is going to be a running back, and and that's the way he's going to be utilized. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think he look. Jacobs has a clear path to goal line and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, as we know in the NFL these days, it's there are far and few between guys who are carrying 
the ball, you know, in excess of 300-odd times or, or touching it 300-odd times. I think Jacobs is going to be one of those players. He'll be the guy getting it at the goal line. I think you'll see those other two players kind of sprinkled in. I, I don't see them as being any type of threat to, to, to Jacobs at all. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Bones, Bones is an interesting player. He reminds me of you know a, a player that was was played very very well in the NFL for the Steelers, Antoine Randall L. Who same skill set. I mean, he was used as a quarterback in Indiana. He made it into the NFL as a receiver and a returner. And Bowden has all of those skills. So that's a, a player to keep your keep your eye on. See see what they're saying about him. Seeing how he's doing, um, seeing what position they're utilizing him at, or just a player to keep, uh, certainly to keep your uh, eyes on is, uh, is, Lynn, is Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Um, moving on to the wide receivers, there's a lot of talented players in this, you know, uh, wide receiver room for the Raiders. I mean, Tyrell Williams, Terrell Williams just could not get on track. He wasn't able to stay on the field. He just wasn't the player that they expected him to be, which has led to two wide receivers being drafted, a couple others being brought in. So Henry Ruggs gives them that speed element where they could use him on jet sweeps, the bubble screen, uh, different types of routes. Uh, Hunter Renfro is an interesting player as well who had a, a solid last few games of the season at the end of last year and could be utilized in that slot where he really understands the position, how to get open. I like Brian Edwards as well from South Carolina to be a guy that could take some noise and make some noise there. And they also brought in Aguilar and Zay Jones um, as well. So give us some some summary, I guess, on the uh, wide receiver room for the Raiders, and who do you like? Well, we know what the wide receiver room uh, for the Raiders was like last year, and it started off uh, with the debacle of Antonio Brown and, and what a distraction he was to everything that the Raiders were trying to achieve. And, and you know, it's unfortunate that that happened, but they're moving on. And you know, as you said, I think Williams was slightly disappointing, and I think that enables a player like Edwards to kind of you know, potentially leapfrog a Williams, uh, you know, if he, if he kind of comes on strong, it's hard to do again in, in, in your rookie year in an abnormal year. But I think that's something that we should watch. I'm not worried about Jones and Aguilar and that neither of those players has really established himself with any kind of consistency uh, in the NFL to date. And they've both been in the league, uh, you know, four or five years now. The, the guy I'm definitely most intrigued with is Hunter Renfro. And I think he's a player that I would, would target in PPR leagues. I think this is a player who um, he's definitely got the, the, the glimmer and the coaching and the management eyes. I, I think that, that was the idea when they drafted the player last year. He missed a bunch of games uh, towards the end of the year. But even after coming back from that injury, they just fed this guy the ball. And as was mentioned, 200-yard games to finish the season. All four of his touchdowns were in the last eight games. He was really becoming an integral part of that offense along with the uh, – the, the tight end, which we'll talk about next. So I like Hunter Renfro as a, as a really uh, solid contributor in this passing game. Ruggs kind of scares me, and you know, there's a history of guys at blazing speed who who don't necessarily materialize. I thought the the Raiders could have gone a different route to start. Um, there were a couple other receivers I, I thought that would have been a better fit here, but this is the path that they took. Obviously, he hurt himself moving, moving uh, into an apartment, so I'm sure he'll recover from that, but... I don't, I don't know. I'm a little suspect about him as a, as a number one guy. I, I think the most intriguing guy is in the receiving core here is Hunter Renfro. 
Yeah, I think you got to, you know, keep keep an eye on Edwards. I think he could, you know, he could, he if he gets in there and he becomes a starter and he can easily unseat uh, Terrell Williams as the, you know, and, and be a starter with Ruggs and Renfo uh, when when they when they play eleven personnel. I think that's certainly something to keep an eye on. And, and Renfo really was coming on at the end of the last year in teams car has a lot of confidence in that player. So some interesting players to look at. Um, and then moving on to the tight end spot, like Darren Waller was just a beast last year. And uh, he's just one of these young players that seems to be just, that is just going to, you know, be on a, a, a very good trajectory uh, for the future at the position. And I love that the Cowboys brought in Witten to be in that tight end room with him and to really teach him and, and help him understand some of the nuances of the position. I, I thought that was a terrific signing. Well, Witten's not going to really do great things anymore. He could be solid. He could be a guy that could catch maybe 20 or 30 passes um, along those lines. But for Darren Waller to be an understudy to Witten is kind of like an under-radar thing that the, Raider, that the Raiders did in the offseason. And talk about Waller um, and what you expect from him. Do you think uh, he'll continue to rise? Do you think he's being overvalued off last year coming into the season? What's your view on this season's version of Darren Waller? Yeah, look, the player really has made significant strides on a personal level um, to get to this place. Uh, you know, he was a guy with gifted, gifted offensive abilities. Uh, you know, the Ravens drafted him, and, and he was a player that they wanted to be part of their, um, their, their future, but, you know, it didn't work out for the personal reasons. So, so Waller has overcome some of those things. Uh, you know, he's, he's not a young guy. He's 27 years old be, because of these issues. Uh, but, you know, really stellar season last year. I think if, the, if there's one thing you had to be disappointed from, from his fantasy perspective is he only caught three touchdown passes, and a big guy like that probably should be much more involved around the goal line, even given the case that the team doesn't really have a lot of options around the goal line. So I, I do like the fact, as you mentioned, you know, having Witten come in to, to really mentor the player a little bit more is great. They also have another young guy in Foster Moreau who, uh, you know, one of those players, again, I think we did this in one of our leagues, you know, because and actually he was a guy that was looked at big time around the goal line, you know, as in terms of uh, uh, handcuffing, you know, if you had Waller to handcuff him with Moreau, but unfortunately Moreau ended up getting hurt last year. So hopefully he bounces back from that injury. But it's a nice, deep, tight end group. You know, Witten will catch 30, 40 balls, I guess, in this. But but I see Waller as being that, uh, you know, that centerpiece again in this offense. I'd like to see him score a little bit more and be looked at a little bit more as a target. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Um, you know, we obviously completely under the radar last year. I'm just concerned now if he's, you know, you know, if people are valuing him too high. But he's certainly in that conversation after Kittle and um, and Kelsey. I mean, he's certainly and Hurts. I guess he's certainly in that conversation. You have in that conversation between four and six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like when you talk about Andrews, uh, you know, I think you're gonna have to make a decision after Kelsey and 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 and. Um... Uh, Kittle, healthy, uh, Kittle and Ertz. Yeah, and then you're looking at a guy like Andrews and Waller, and I think they're the next guys, and and I think they're pretty solidly entrenched in those spots, and I don't see them really. Yeah, I would, I would going into the draft, I would have difficulty uh, moving those players out of that range. 
Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's that sounds about right. I mean, I, I think Waller. Uh, there's no reason to think that he's going to have any sort of big bounce uh, from his year last year. Where he's going to, you know. Uh, decline in, in his numbers dramatically so I would agree with that um, anything else you wanted to add Carlton uh, kicker special teams or uh, is that a wrap on the Raiders I think that's a wrap on the Raiders Carlson's a pretty uh, inconsistent kicker he was actually lousy as a field goal kicker last year percentage wise so you know I, there's not a lot of uh, patience for a lot of missed kicks he was 19 to 26 last year so not a player that I'd be looking to draft uh, as my kicker um, and this defense made a lot of additions in the offseason. They did that more through free agency than the draft. But, you know, again, I'd say, I'd say if we talked about one thing about the Raiders that we haven't mentioned yet, and, and it kind of plays back into Jacobs, this is a really strong offensive line, one of the better offensive lines in the league. And I think it just, it just propels Jacobs. And we know the type of coach that Gruden is, the offense he runs. Uh, just, it's, it's paramount, I think, you know, to look at Jacobs as a guy who's going to make that next step up in fantasy. That's about the only thing I would add further. Yeah, I would agree that the Raiders' offensive line is certainly have to be ranked in the uh, in the top five offensive lines uh, in the NFL. So certainly that bodes well for a running back when you can uh, you know have that have that offensive line take over a game in the fourth quarter. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about a wrap here. Absolutely, great talking and good guru and whiz again. We'll be back right at you with uh, Los Angeles Rams. Thanks very much, Wiz. 